Hey, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are joining me today. I have Dr. Neil Paulvin on the show. I have been following his work for quite a few years now um, and always hear him on other podcasts. So it's quite an honor to have him joining uh, my podcast and a real treat for everyone listening because we're going to dive into peptides. And this is something I actually know quite a little bit about. Like I I haven't taken any peptides myself and it's something that I've kind of had my eyes on but haven't yet explored and we haven't explored it on the podcast either. So I'm excited and I'm, I have a bunch of questions and I'm ready to learn. So <laughs> Dr. Neil, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So you focus on functional medicine, um, osteopathic manipulation, regenerative medicine, and I feel like it's very holistic, but scientific. So how did you get started in this field? The simple answer is it's kind of like a lot of doctors who jump in, down the rabbit hole is I had my own issues. Um, I had headaches um, in med school and it was just really affecting me. And I tried all the traditional things not working. And then I got started doing osteopathic manipulation. I did craniosacral. I started doing some acupuncture, some meditation. I'm like, wow, this actually works. And then I do a lot of sports medicine in my practice. And I was had patients who had pain, headaches, whatever. And then I would, the traditional things wouldn't work or I made them they would kind of rebound. So I'm like, let me try a, let me try some manipulation. Let me try meditation. Let me try whatever supplements. I'm like, this stuff really works and has less side effects or less expensive or so on. And then it just kind of, I just, I was, I was in from there. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so common with healthcare practitioners in terms of like, they have their own issues and then they kind of learn to heal and then love it and then just want to teach it to other people. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get into peptides. Now I feel like peptides are kind of like the new frontier. Like they're definitely not mainstream yet and they're definitely like gaining popularity, but I don't think a lot of people even understand what they are on a very basic level. So like, how do you describe peptides to your patients? Um, I'll give you both answers. There's a simple scientific answer where they are a small group of amino acids, which make up proteins, which is in your food or your protein shake. Um, and they work on either a specific enzyme or they cause a specific reaction in your body and your cell in a specific organ to cause a very specific reaction. Um, that's kind of the scientific answer. The basic answer is otherwise it's a sup it's a, a supplement or an injection or a cream um, that has a specific niche. But what's great about peptides is that now there's one for almost every specific niche out there. There's hair and there's recovery and there's sleep and there's weight loss and there's um, erectile dysfunction and, and gut health. So it's kind of, it's kind of a nice, um, that it, they can treat a lot of different things, 
Um, the one other thing I'll say, and I'll come up with a lot of other things that we talk about is in some cases, they're like a first choice. In some cases, people, they don't treat everything. Um, they're not the first choice or a nice add on, but that's great. They're always like, like they, they fit well in anybody's toolbox. Like, so it's, mm-hmm. they're great that way. Um, and like, like I said, they come in every form, like injection or cream or nose spray that the, 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 it's not, it's hard to not be able to use them. Right. So are amino acid supplements and peptides the same thing then? Like if you were to take like, you know, a BCA's supplement, is that technically peptides or is there a difference? There's a difference. I mean, a BCA is just leucine, valine, whatever's in there. Um, mm-hmm. That That's just all it is, no matter what. So it's the mm-hmm. same over and over again. Uh, these peptides have a specific um, kind of, um, a specific category. That's just a category. There's have a specific um, order to those peptides, those specific mm-hmm. amino acids. So if it's going to be a leucine, then it'd be a valine, and a valine and a leucine. It's not just all that throw randomly and oh wow, I have a peptide. It's like having a box of chocolate chip and flour, and then saying it's all cookies. It's not the same thing exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so it's like the specific like order of it's the specific order how they're bound together. Mm, um, okay. and their size that makes them work in a specific spot versus again, you have a leucine, but it, it, that's all you got. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. I actually didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was like the differentiating factor between them. Um, but that, that makes sense. So what are like, what are the general benefits? Like, I know you said that you can get different ones for specific things, but like where, I guess like yeah, I guess like where would someone start if someone was like, oh, I, I want to try peptides. Are there overall benefits or the, are they so specific because the peptides are specific? Where would they get them? Uh, yeah, more like what would be like, what are the benefits? Like, are they specific benefits if they are taking specific peptides or are there general benefits as well? Both. Not to be okay. different. Not, not to be different. To be honest, what's great about them like the one that most people have heard of, if they have heard of them, is what's called BPC-157. Mm-hmm. And what's great, if you its specific niche is gut health and inflammation. So that's its go-to. But if you, it also helps with recovery. It affects serotonin and dopamine, which are your neurotransmitters. So again, it's not going to be a primary treatment if you have depression or anxiety, but it's a nice add-on if you're taking it for something else. Um, it also boosts nitric oxide, so it can help with your workout. Um, boost growth hormones so it's going to boost your workout but again it's not going to be your primary thing mm-hmm. that you're using it for so it's got it's kind of uh it's really big hit big niche and then they could it does it can be a nice add-on for doing other things so most peptides are like that there's specific, some that are more specific that they only do one or two things um like some of the ones that work for like erectile dysfunction are very specific that's kind of actually that's what they do pretty much. That's what you use them for. And they have very minimal other benefits to them as opposed to some of the other ones, which I kind of use a word like pocket knife, um, meaning or um, where they have, they have all, they do a lot of different things well. So it just depends on which one you're talking about. So mm-hmm. um, the simplest way I tell patients is to, hey, look, what, do, what are you looking to do with them? What, is your, what are your goals? And then we can kind of work backwards from there. Cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if somebody, you know, has a goal of, 
you know, reducing the inflammation and they take something like B, uh, BPC 157. Um, I know there's different ways that you can take it. And so if you take it via injection, like how does that work? Like, cause I know like I'm in Canada. So I think what we have available here is quite different than what you have in the States, but I know you can order some online. Um, but I'm curious, like what you recommend goes with that. And like, do you have to mix them? Like just the whole process of it. So yeah, it depends on where you are. I mean, Canada has access to a lot of the similar ones that the U S does actually now. Um, okay. um, because there's a couple of companies that are specific to Canada, some that do both. Um, so the, now it's pretty equivalent in that regard. Um, so that's, the, so that's not as complicated. If you're, out, if you're not in the U S or Canada, then it's a total, much more complicated. Um, mm. A guy pays, I have somebody calling from Australia today saying, can you ship me to Australia? I'm like, no, unfortunately, it doesn't work. That. We aren't going to come to do that. Um, yeah. And then it comes down to like back to BBC in the sense of BBC, the best, most two, the two most common ways that people use them are either injection to self-injection um, or doing it orally by the, with a capsule. Um, self-injection is, again, the, probably the first question I ask people now is like, do you feel comfortable when you're injecting yourself? Because we know it most, a lot of the peptides are, the, are much more effective when you do either injection or IV. Um, so again, you're kind of avoiding the gut and all the gut health issues and other absorption issues. Um, so you, most patients are injecting in their belly, in their abdomen, um, or they're in the thigh to start. Um, some of my more advanced patients can do locally depending on where it is or what they're treating for. Um, like I have a couple patients who have hamstring issues that will inject into their thigh. I'll, me and my nurse will instruct them how to do it. Usually me. Um, and then we go from there. Um, obviously, so it's, it's very simple to do what people will hear about it, getting themselves a shot and it, they're like, Oh my God, I can't do it. There's no way. And then after the first time, I'm like, Oh my, that's so easy. I love it. And I feel so much better. And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally kind of like after the, I've, I've literally had maybe two patients after the first day say they can't do the shots anymore. Um, it's very, it's insanely simple um, once you do it. Um, and that's it. Like I said, you can do the pills if you just really are needle phobic. Um, and that, like I tell patients, there's no set parameter. I've talked to other people. We'll say it's anywhere between 25 and 35% less effective. I mean, that's kind of more anecdotally than anything else. Um, a lot of that's dependent. You're taking it because you have, um, gut inflammation or celiac issues or gluten sensitivity, your gut's just not going to absorb it as well as doing an injection, which kind of bypasses that. So that's kind of uh, one thing you need to keep in mind. Good. I mean, I'm I'm happy to hear that people are so open to trying the injections and then sticking with it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Two years ago, when I like really started doing a lot of self patient self injections, it was kind of a battle. Mm. Now most of the patients are like, "Oh no, I'm, I, it's, I don't care." I, I'm already doing this or this. It's kind, kind of like a. It's very. I have probably more patients that will want to do self injection before I even bring it up than not. Oh, interesting. Why do you think there's been that shift in the last couple of years? A combination of two things. One, I mean, even be, um, because the kind of the paradigm has switched, especially in the people who are biohackers or just being or or health forward that they they kind of know more than their doctors do in some of these things. Most doctors are seeing are only treating them if they're sick. So they're kind of taking the action in their own hands and they're, they want to, and they 
just want to do it. They don't, they'll do what they need to to maintain their health or improve their health. Um, And then also it's gone out there. I mean, I I mean, it's, I mean, you have, I mean, it's on almost every pod, I mean, on every podcast, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. athletes who are taking it now. Celebrities are taking it. It's kind of, it's, I think it was on, may have been on Goop. I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's gotten itself out there and it's kind of like when everybody's doing the hot thing, it's okay, I'm going to start doing (laughs) these now. It's kind of, people, but it's, and Again, it, it's just become so much easier. And again, people are doing, are doing dermal, uh, are doing like micro kneeling at home. I mean, it's, everybody's doing their own. They wanted to do stuff at home. And unfortunately, part of the pandemic is what can I do at home to improve my health without having to go to see somebody? So right. I'll just do it at home and I'm good to go. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely trending upwards. Um, so I do have quite a few international listeners. And I'm curious, as like, I, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but why is it such an issue shipping these internationally outside of North America? Because the countries that block them, mm-hmm. to be honest, um, they feel that they're, they can't, they're not regulated well. As we mentioned, there are some companies out there that just say, hey, we have BPC 157 and it's a third of the price of CanLab that you mentioned or the companies that are big in the U.S., and you have no idea where it's coming from. They analyze some of the stuff and it's like not what anybody said or it's veterinarian grade not human grade. So if you can't control what they're getting, they just ban it. Um, and it's also, uh, so I know the UK is impossible to get. Um, I have paid, there's um, the UK, Hong Kong, Australia, and I think New Zealand, it's almost impossible to get because they're banned. Wow. Um, some of the middle European countries, you can get them, but locally like Germany and a couple other countries, I think now you can get them. Um, it's it's a, it's a governmental or a, or a health alliance or health policy issue, so it's really hard to kind of skirt. Right. Um, patients have gotten really creative, or um, and I'm, I don't know if I want to divulge how they're doing it, but uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot. There's a, there are ways that they've found in very creative ways of getting around it. Some people, yeah. but it can get really expensive, um, especially yeah. in Europe, because I mean, to to kind of get everything to where you want to get to, but it's yeah. it's, it's a, and it's kind of right now. There's just it's just, it's tough. And until they have more studies backing every, some of these have great studies mm-hmm. like BBC and some of the mitochondria ones have great studies. Some of these things have like no real studies behind them. And it's hard to say, well, I want to have this when you have nothing backing it up. It's like anything else. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I can picture some of the creative ways that people are getting them. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. Especially with all the biohackers in Europe, I'm sure there's some things going down. Um, but yeah. So specifically, like I, I also have quite a lot of female listeners and I'm curious if you have specific peptides that you recommend for females um, in terms of like fertility, menstrual cycle, ovulation type of thing. Oh boy. Okay. How do I answer that question? Um, the answer is yes. Mo- and there are more and more research coming out now. Um, menstrual cycle is by itself is not one that we is it, that's my go-to. It's the cause. It's the, not to sound complicated. Is it depends whether menstrual cycle is abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody who has PCOS or has inflammation involved, then yeah, we use the anti-inflammatory ones to come. A lot of them also can be insulin sensitized like a berberine. So will you, if there's an insulin issue, we'll do that. If it's something that unfortunately they've been like on a birth control pill or something that their hormones are just totally dysregulated or they're menopausal, that's a little bit tougher. That's not the, this is what I was saying. The certain things that just don't really work well there. 
for the peptide jet. I could, I could do some add-ons. I mean, there's one or two that help with testosterone levels that I would use if they're low in testosterone, but there's better ways of, of getting there. Um, but like I said, they're really, it's really good for PCOS. And the other thing with ovarian issues now and fertility, um, there's a bunch of them that are kind of getting bigger and bigger um, publicity. One is called MOTC for two reasons. One is an insulin sensitized, like I mentioned. Also, we know part of the reason that women have problems ovulating or having fertility issues, it's now become, we know it's a mitochondrial issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work on, again, you supplement, but also then you work with some of what we call the mitochondrial specific peptides like MOTC, which is the easiest one to take and the easiest to get. And they're starting to do studies that that may help with ovulation or fertility issues. Um, they're also using some of them now for like endometriosis and fibroids to calm down the inflammation. Um, also, um, so that they've worked well in conjunction. Some people are now using them inter- as a vaginal cream mm. um, in conjunction with whatever else they're doing. To, again, you still have to regulate the hormone part. So again, it play, what's great about the peptides is I say, almost all of them play very well in the sandbox. Um, it's not like, okay, this side effect, it's not like a lot of meds. Well, you can't take this medicine because this is a side of interacts with this medicine. Very rarely do we have to worry about that. Um, so that's where it's really been helpful. Um, like I said, the one thing would be menopausal or like low estrogen or, or estro- um, if you're estrogen dominant, that's, that, that wouldn't be the first go-to. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was talking to somebody else about peptides um, and I asked the same question and she has like similar issues or like health issues to myself where we both um, have delayed ovulation. So we have longer cycles. Um, but then the second half of our cycle is regular. So I was just curious if, yeah, if there's a way to regulate your menstrual cycles, but it makes sense that you look at it, look at it from a perspective of inflammation and mitochondria, kind of like taking that step back even further. Yeah, one, again, not to make this more complicated, there's also kind of the cousins of the peptides called bioregulators, hmm. which a lot of times are more oral, but they're also much more organ specific. Um, like a brain one, there's an ovarian ovary one, there's a pelvic one that maybe that's much more specific. And they find that they're also longer duration. That's where they may fit in as well. Um, but so again, and then again, I, you throw in kind of the cousin, like something, there's a product called spermidine. We can mix it with NAD. We can mix it with low dose naltrexone that are not peptides, but they always, they always seem to come up and play well with, with the peptides. Interesting. So are the bioregulators, um, are those made of amino acids as well? They, yes, there's, they're similar okay. um, in some cases, yeah. But they're, they're a little bit longer usually. They work on, again, they absorb specifically in a specific organ system usually. Um, so there's one for like the, thym- the thymus, is one for the pineal gland that helps with hormones. So that, again, if there's a hormonal issue, you could use one of those as well. So that may be where you were leaning to. That's a whole deeper mm-hmm. conversation. And those are things you'll probably be hearing about in three or four more years. Um, is there, those are just starting to come to light a little bit more. Those are even harder to get. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. So do you take bioregulators, um, through an injection as well? Most cases, I would say 70% of them are oral. Okay. Um, some of them are injectable. Um, that's, it's actually the flip of peptides, but again, there are more and more companies are starting to make them now as more and more people are getting interested in them. Um, but yeah. they, and they have had some really, I know people who use them have had really good success. Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that. 
So do you have a specific issue that people come to you for peptides for, like fertility, gut health? Like, is there one popular thing that people come to you for, for them? No, there's five. There's every time I lecture on or talk to people about there's five. Um, There's inflammation, sports performance, recovery, all kind of one weight loss, um, brain health, be it either people who are trying to be biohackers, trying to have their brain like at 11 or unfortunately somebody who has like a traumatic brain injury, mm. gut health, and then you get all the vanity stuff like skin and erect skin care, erectile dysfunction, mm. weight, all that type of stuff is hair, all that stuff's in the other bucket. So those are the five that kind of incorporate most of what we use it for. And then there's got really small niches after that. Cool. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and from my understanding, peptides aren't something that you you know, take every day kind of like an oral supplement. You kind of take them for a specific set of time and then you cycle out and maybe you do a cycle of it once or twice a year. Is that correct? It's all, it depends. My perspective is yes. And we talked to, again, I want to, when we talk, I talked to other docs, that's what we, we try to do. Um, there are patients who kind of like you should get them on their own who just continually take them and it doesn't work well, especially with the, um, if you're talking about like the growth hormone peptides, like CJC, which most people have heard of, um, then that's the one where you really can do some damage because you can shut down your own body's ability to produce growth hormone. And that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I tell most patients to do is I, I cycle my patients. Um, most of them, it's a, no more than a three month cycle. Um, and then I either, I kind of t- explain it in two ways. I have cheesy analogies at this point because it's much easier <laughs> to explain it. It's like, it's like juggling or spinning plates. Like, so at this point you start with two or three or one. And then when you finish that cycle, if we need to still work on something, we'll juggle that one out and we'll throw another one in. And then they may stop for two months. And then we kind of start up again, starting with one or two. And you can kind of, there's so many out there now that you can just kind of play that game. And I, I let patients know that the point is in most cases you want to do it for about three months to really get the most beneficial effect. Um, and then a lot of times after that, you do want to kind of break from them. I mean, the only one that I push longer is usually um, BPC, um, longer than three months at a time. Um, and then there's ones that you really, really strictly cycle, um, like MOTC, or there's one called um, Epitalon, which works on telomeres, also your pineal gland, that people a lot of times will really strictly cycle like twice a year, like you were mentioning. Um, but if you talk to 10 different doctors, they have different ways of doing it. Um, but most of us cycle in some way. I'd love to quickly interrupt this podcast to ask you, do you know your biological age? Do you know your current hormone, vitamin, and mineral levels? Honestly, it's hard to know what's going on internally without getting tested. And traditionally, you'd have to go through your doctor or your healthcare provider to order these tests, go into a lab, and it would be a whole ordeal. Um, And it would would take a while as well. For me personally, this has always been a hurdle for understanding what is actually going on and how to optimize my biomarkers and even know my biological age in the first place. Thankfully, though, we can order an at-home test from Inside Tracker that lets us do this. It tests for your biological age, your hormone, mineral, and vitamin levels. This is a very, very comprehensive test that lets you get a ton of data from a single kit without having to go to a doctor or go to a lab or really leave your house. 
If you're looking for the ultimate blood test, try Inside Tracker, which includes testing 43 different biomarkers and the option to test your inner age and your DNA. You can use my discount code BiohackingBritney for 25% off all of their products. And you can go through there uh, through the link in my show notes or my website and get tested today. Right. That makes sense. Do you have specific ones? Um, like I know, obviously you do, as you said, this is one of your five things that you focus on, but can you give our listeners the ones that you recommend for weight loss and athletic performance? Sure. I mean, weight loss, um, there's a there's a bunch. So, and I kind of break it down this way. It's the simplest ones. You do have the, the growth. Some of the growth hormone ones are really helpful for weight. Um, the thing with them is that and I can explain, it's kind of, they're all different. Um, they are, they're not going to make you lose 15 pounds automatically. <laughs> what they're going to do is help you lose some weight, but they also sometimes will place out with lean muscle mass, especially if you're somebody who works out a lot. So it's great if you want that combo, but people expect them to this, wow, I'm going to take this peptide and lose 18 pounds. It doesn't work that way with that, but it's, it's a nice, good, I tell patients like four to six pounds. But I, I don't, um, I don't, and that's that group. There's about three or four of them, and they range. The, the best one, the problem is the best one is about six hundred dollars a month, so it's not cheap. Um, there's that group. Then there are, I mean, I've mentioned Montsea a lot because it works on the AMPK pathway, which is for that's the kind of high end part. But it's it's one of your pathways that helps your body metabolize things and get energy. So it works really well for for weight loss. It also helps pay a lot of the patients who do have weight gain. It's because their insulin doesn't work well. It means you, what you call ins, not your insulin resistant. So it works well in that way. So it's a really good weight loss peptide. And then you have some, there's another one out there called Amlexinox, which is nice because it's a pill. You take it three times a day. It used to be an old medication that really never got, uh, I think never got a full FDA, which is in the US, the government, the, the part of the government that regulates that which is really helpful. Um, so those are four or five that we normally use. There's also one called 5-amino-1-MQ, a lot of alphabet soup here. Um, it works well for weight loss, um, but it's about, it's very hard to get. It's about $800 a month. Mm. So for most people, I don't recommend it just because the other ones are better. Um, but I always get questions about it because it's really, whoever did, it gets promoted a lot, um, but there's other ones that are better now. So those are the weight loss ones. Right, right. And then what about for athletic performance? Oh, athletic performance, sorry. Um, again, uh, there's about six. So um, really quickly, um, in terms, I mentioned the growth hormones. Obviously, if you have ones that are boosting your growth hormone, you're going to recover quicker. You may be able to put on muscle mass. You're stronger. Again, you're not. You, it's, I tell patients, though, it's not a magic pill. If your growth hormone's already where it should be, it's not like, oh, my God, more is not always better. It can actually be worse. Um, so there's that group. Um, then there's the ones like BPC, which I mentioned, which is does everything from recovery to boosting nitric oxide. Some people take nitric, ox nitric oxide or arginine or citrulline. That's what it's doing. It's doing the same thing. Um, so that it's really helpful. Then you have what's called thymus and beta-4. Many people may know it as TB500, which is also good for muscle and recovery. And I'm missing one. Oh, uh, and then you have GHK copper. Um, which is really good for recovery and also it helps with um, clarity. So if you're in a focus sport like golf or tennis, I guess, or baseball, um, 
that it has that advantage as well. So those are the big ones. It's smaller and Mod C is great too because of uh, the way it works on the on the mitochondria. So that that's a short list there. Right. So as of right now, um, professional athletes are allowed to use these peptides for performance, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. So I get asked that every day at this point. Um, okay. As far as you know, BPC was allowed, and now I think it's. And most organizations have caught up. Um, when I started doing them, that BPC was allowed. Um, it's at least in the U.S. I think none of them. I don't think any of them are allowed anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I was going to ask, like, what's the difference between taking these peptides and taking steroids to get you know benefits? They're, they work totally differently, but mm-hmm. yeah, they, they caught up. They don't want, I mean, you just, if you ever look at the list, the list is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opinion, especially if you go by like the WADA list, which is a list for the Olympics um, and all the international competitions. Um, there's like everything on there. I mean, you can't take like a, 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 like a congestion medicine because it may give you an athletic advantage. So these can definitely give you an athletic advantage. So I think as far as you know, all of them are now banned. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can see why. Um, I, yeah. Do you have, like, personally, do you have favorite peptides that you will always take kind of like for the rest of your life for cycle on and off, but you will always go back to? Yeah, I have. I love BPC um, because of, like, it does so many things. I um, And I really, it's great for my recovery. I love MOTC, which I keep bringing up. I guess maybe it's kind of, in my, it's kind of like in the brain there. Um, I love that, doing my cycles of that. And probably those are my favorite two. Um, the other things I do are not true peptides. So I'd say those are the two. I like Epitalon for um, the anti-aging properties, but most people probably wouldn't start there. That's kind of a very nuanced one, but those are kind of like my two or three that I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like BPC-157 is, like, talked about the most. Like, that's the one that I see everywhere. Um, yeah. And I think it's probably because it does so much in the body for you, and it is so helpful. Yeah, it, it's definitely the one that most, again, it's kind of like, I can't think of a good example off the top of my head. But, it, like, it's it's the one that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, again, because it works on everything, has very minimal side effects. Um, it's not insanely expensive. I mean, the one caveat I will tell people, because people are now becoming more knowledgeable about it, is if you do have, like, a, if you're very sensitive to histamines, like red wines or cheeses or cured meats, some people will get the same reaction to BPC. Um, that's the one small segment of people who should not take it. Um, I, I had somebody yesterday who just can't tolerate it. Or, unfortunately, if you're somebody who has... Um, like the, what kind of like the, some like severe Lyme disease with with mold or something like that. That's the group of people you got to be really careful with it because it hurts you really bad. For her, people don't know what it hurts is it's a reaction to a lot of prescriptions or supplements because the infection will go back into the will cause an inflammatory reaction. Um, so, but otherwise, BBC is definitely one you should definitely as a starter peptide. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's like the gateway peptide. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Perfect word. I, can I use that? I gotta yeah. use the gateway peptide. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in these in these peptides, like when you you know when you get them delivered or or you get them through a professional, are there any added additives or preservatives in them, or is it like a hundred percent the amino acids that it says it is? 
it, it totally depends. I mean, you have to talk to the okay. pharmacist. This, this, uh, most cases, it's pure. Um, a lot of times, at least for us, they'll tell us if it's in preservative. That's only that's a downside with a lot of them, though. They have a very short half life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you get that bottle and you're supposed to use it for a month, in a month, in like five weeks, that bottle expires, and it's gonna you're gonna have decreased effectiveness of it. So, in a lot of cases, um, that's something you need to be aware of. Um, what was I gonna say? If you're getting it from like what I call kind of like the third tier pharmacies where you find online and a cool little pop-up ad, you have no idea what they're putting into. And like I said, they've done studies on some of the big ones and it's either not what they said it is or there's some weird preservative in there and and some are from foreign countries. So you, it's get it's buyer beware, be very careful. Um, Cause most people are trying to do peptides are trying to be healthy, but you actually may be affecting your health. So um, again, I, uh, want to really kind of regulate and the, and the government, at least I know in the U S and Canada, they've gotten much stricter on kind of trying to regulate as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Just because everybody and their mother was opening up a store and saying, Oh, we have peptides here. And then they said, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. That, that was going to be my next question. And you can totally like decline to answer, but do you have specific brands in the States and Canada that you would recommend listeners actually can trust? Um, I'm not going to decline. There are three, there are probably, well, first let me take a step back. Um, at least in the, at least in the U S there are every, no pharmacy will deliver to all 50 States. So part of that issue is certain states are really, really tough. California has pretty much banned all of them, anything injectable. Um, so that's the issue. So if you live in California, it's the same issue as being in Europe. You have to find a way to get it in. Um, so that means, and there's certain pharmacies, you don't, a lot of states, actually Minnesota, the big four tough states are Minnesota, North Carolina, West Virginia, and California are very tough and Texas has become tough as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you have to find five different pharmacies to get five different products sometimes. So it's really hard to give that answer. Mm, okay. um, you want to find out if they're FDA regulated and they have, they'll have they have um, some type of certification from the state or the government, usually both, proving that they've been evaluated. That's the simplest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also the other simplest thing, if you're bottled or we'll say for research only, that means not for human use, that's usually a red flag or at least a yellow flag that you need to be very cautious of what you're taking. Mm. Um, if it doesn't have that, like the ones we delivered in most patients will not have that for research purposes only, um, which means it hasn't been, it, that's probably the biggest way of telling people what to look for and what not to look for. Um, um, yeah. Cause sometimes those, a lot of companies now will have those um, certificates of analysis and they'll say, look here, it says this and half of them they're, they're not real, but there are, I mean, there are some, but I, I don't recommend those pharmacies just because I can't verify it. Um, I think you mentioned can labs in Canada. Yeah. They are the, um, I don't know how they're regulated. I know they have the most reputation, the bit, the best reputation in Canada. I have no association with them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they have the best reputation in Canada. That's all I can say on that. Yeah. Yeah, Can Labs. Whenever I talk to people, that's where people point me for Canada, um, and I know that they will ship direct to consumer, so directly to your house. Exactly. Um, I also heard that I don't know. I forget who told me, but somebody in the biohacking space told me that um, Dave Asprey's actually 
building a peptide brand business. So I'm very curious to kind of see if that ends up happening um, and kind of brings this even more to the mainstream because it kind of feels like right now there's no like go-to brand for it um, or business. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go in the next few years. Uh, he's not, he's in every, Dave's in every business. So he's got a product for everything. He's become a businessman at this point. Um, yeah, totally. He's very good at that, getting, using his name for getting his stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm skeptical, not because not because it's Dave, just because there's at least in the U.S. there is so much re- regulation coming, and they've unfortunately not to, again. I don't want to kind of bear that bet, like kind of get stuck up with it, but unfortunately, some stuff got came out. People were promoting things during COVID, mm. and th- that things that were kind of not getting noticed, the, the it just got too um, viral. And then the government's like, whoa, 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 what are you saying? And what are these peptide things that you're talking about? And now they're like, no, no, you can't. And they were trying to ban like three peptides because somebody said, we're saying, okay, this can fix COVID, um, which it can't. That's another story altogether. And now they're like trying to ban any pharmacy from making it. So I think there's a lot of regular, it's, I think it's, I think until the government opens up to the whole thing, it's going to still kind of be more regional just because it's just, I, 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 there's all other issues. There's other business components too. talking. I have a lot of friends in the business. It's, all, it's just hard to get the supply for the big pharmacies. So, I mean, Dave is a different story altogether, but it's, it's, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I can't get the stuff. If I can't get it, Joe Schmo, who's in the middle of Iowa, is going to have a hard time getting it. Um, so it's, it, it, there's yeah. some issues, but I think, you, I think what will happen is, in the next year or two, they'll definitely become bigger, and maybe that will hopefully let the force the government, at least in the U.S. and Canada and other places, say, "Okay, how do we do this the right way so everybody can have access to them, and also they're not very expensive." I mean, that's the other thing is that they're not cheap, and I mean, it's not, I mean between the visit and all the stuff that you need and the needles, and mm-hmm. you could spend that patient spending two three thousand dollars in peptides a month, which yeah. to some people that's not expensive, some people that's a lot of money, so. It's not something that's like five dollars or twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Does it does it bug you that like as somebody who is specialized in this field and understands the science so well and like knows how beneficial it can be, like does it bug you that there is governmental regulation around them and it's kind of like I mean, I know this is a much bigger conversation, but like kind of taking away part of your health freedom to be able to order these peptides? Um, how do I answer that question? Um, it's, I, 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 I'm a doctor, so I like some regulation. Um, because I, I just saw that it was a free, like these could hurt people and they're also being promoted to fix everything. So I'd like some, um, regulation. Should they be banned? No. And I would love it to be people to have access to them. I would love that. Um, I just want, if there's a perfect way of making sure that people aren't injecting themselves with some of the stuff that they're doing and then there are people telling them to take doses that are like five or 10 times what they should be taking. That's my concern. It's not something that's benign. I can't think of a good example off the top of my head. So it, somebody's got to watch what people are doing with this stuff, especially when you're talking about injecting them. I had people trying to self-inject themselves in their neck. They're trying to fix a, like a disc. And that's just not a good idea for anybody, mm-hmm. um, no matter how much freedom you want with your health. I think I, but they definitely should be available to more people. More people should know about them, and they should be much more co- less cost prohibitive. 
because they have so many benefits with so few side effects mm-hmm. that, and there's a good science behind it. Again, I keep coming back to BBC. The, the studies for BBC and gut health and Crohn's disease and ulcers, I mean, are insanely good and more people should be taking it. And I, and it's just so frustrating that people can't get it. Yeah. So it's, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. And I, I think that's accurate. I think there needs to be some regulation, like you said, because it's very easy to push things too far. Right. Like, and, and then just ruin it for everybody type of idea. Um, but it's also like people should have access to it. So you got to kind of get somewhere in the middle there. Um, so do you work with clients online? Like if people want to work with you around the world, listeners, like, can they work with you or how does that work? Right now, the laws are that I can work in the states that I am licensed in, okay. which is I've now, which I'm now adding to, I'm licensed in about 20 states. Um, so that's where I can work, um, unless the, the way around, so the, I can do that with telemedicine. That's not a problem. Um, or they come to me once in the office. Like I've had patients country from all over the country or the world. They'll come to me once and that makes all the laws go away. Kind of, mm-hmm. um, where I can then do vir- virtual wherever they are. Um, cause I mean, I've established quote unquote a relationship, um, out of the country. That's kind of where we are right now is that we, um, they, I've seen them once. Like the, and that's it. Like I've had people come from London, Australia, they see me one time and then we go from there. Cool. I like that. Um, awesome. So where can people find you and how can they connect if they are interested in doing that? The best way to connect is either through the website, which is doctor spelled out paulvin.com. And, uh, you can reach out through the chat box. Um, and I can tr- help you set up an appointment or give you some information. I cannot give any medical information. I'm getting more and more questions every day on, stuff like that that I can't do. Um, although the best, best place to find me is on Instagram. I try to post a couple times a week. I do a lot of Instagram lives where Thanks. I kind of answer a lot of do question Q and A's or do specific topics that people want me to do and try to bring on some really cool guests. So that's probably the best two places to find me. Awesome. I will link that in the show notes. Um, so everyone can find you and follow you along. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. I, I learned so much and I can't wait to go research a bunch of things that you talked about. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.